All right, welcome back to Singles Exchange, a podcast that focuses on conversations, connections, and community. I am your host, Joy J, and I have an amazing guest with me, um, but I'm going to let her give all of her spiel. So before we get started, I would like for you to be sure to follow Singles Exchange on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and whatever your podcast streaming platform is. And I'm going to let Mrs. Gilmore give her spiel about her stuff. Child, listen, I still got to get used to that, like, out in public, Mrs. Gilmore, but yes, Okay. Thank you to my sister, Joy. I am Raquel Gilmore, and I am the founder and creator of a really good podcast by the name of Beauty Talk. Um, With this platform, I'm simply talking about um, life as a Christian, giving helpful like tips and just being like really relatable. You can find Beauty Talk on Apple Podcasts and other um, podcast platforms, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, You can also just look up my name, Raquel Gilmore, on Facebook. I'll add pretty much anybody, um, and I try to give y'all really 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 good relatable open um content so yes again my podcast is my name of beauty talking i'm raquel gilmore but i'm excited about what we're about to talk about now because yeah. this is a like special edition y'all right. weren't ready for this so um if you are a frequent single exchanger then you have seen raquel before um raquel's podcast is one of my favorites and um she just recently moved because she's a newlywed yay um but even before she moved, we always had this thing where we would talk about one of our favorite shows, and that is Married at First Sight. So um, we are recently starting season 12, right? It's season and 12, yes, ma'am. There's so much controversy around this season already. Already. So um, we were like, okay, well, we always talk about it anyway. We should hop on here and we should make this a thing. So... We literally just come to you. This is unscripted. Um, the only thing that we discussed was which order we want to discuss the couples in. Yes. In that, we just talking. So I'm going to let Raquel start us off with the first couple. And we, we hopping right in. Okay. Child, listen, shout out to Joy for this awesome intro. Okay. And let's, we can let y'all know me and Joy collab all the time anyway. Uh, so this should be really interesting. I'm excited. Um, I'm super excited. So the first couple today we're going to be talking about, like, like Joy said, we're pretty much doing this thing how we want to do it. Right. So we're talking about Benson and Brianna. So this is the mixed couple. Now, Joy, you tap in whenever you want to. Um, and Brianna, any, do you remember any background information? on like what they do not a lot um, I know <laughs> Brianna was like an engineer or something something so that mm-hmm. she has a, a lucrative career yes um, she does um and she's gorgeous by the way for the dark dark skin chocolate girls I was like yes ma'am come through she's gorgeous and all her friends are yes. fine like oh, okay so they had like the pink and green thing going on at the wedding if my memory serves me correctly but i feel like her girls had on that like different shades of nude yeah did i see that right yeah it was gorgeous <laughs> it was fine yes okay <laughs> even down to like when they were doing our hair the hair that they sold in i was like i need that because i'm not talking about that. producers i need Listen. to know what brand and where y'all got that from Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen, they did not have to have that ponytail. They could have kept that down, and we we would we would have thought I'm like, but it's her wedding, her day, whatever. Her wedding, her day, and that's why I was like, it was still beautiful, but I would have preferred to keep it down. When they put it in, I was like, they're gonna keep this down. It's gonna be gorgeous, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Go. It was still gorgeous. She was a gorgeous bride. Her dress was beautiful. Um, 
from the background that I can remember about her husband, Vincent, mm-hmm. um, he, I don't think he has a degree, but, you know, he has a career. He does well for himself. And mm-hmm. he was saying that in his previous relationship, it ended because the woman wanted him to have this big fancy career. She wanted him to have a degree and a six-figure job. And he was like, you know, that's not who I am. And so he was mm-hmm. why it ended. Um, so I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how they will go. I definitely get that they are going to be the season's favorites. Um, you think the- so? I do think so. For okay. those of you that watched last season, um, season 11, the season's favorites turned out to be Amani and Woody. Absolutely. I'm talk about Woody a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we going to come back to Woody, but yeah um, Amani and Woody became the favorites and I think the favorites of this season are gonna be Brianna and Vincent really okay see that's interesting for me but I want to say this in the beginning with Amani and Woody like for those who are season 11 watchers in New Orleans that many people didn't like believe in Woody from the beginning I know we're gonna get into Woody later but okay George she honest <laughs> However, I think that it's interesting because, like, Woody grew on a lot of people, you know. And and another thing to be mentioned is that, like, his family was like, listen, we get why his best friend is doing it, but, like, we don't see why he's doing it. So it's safe enough to say that the characters over this season, like, they evolve. Um, I don't know if I have a couple's favorite yet. Like, I can see them being the couple's favorite. But none of them won't be over yet. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not... um, in love nobody just yet and it's only the third episode but they normally give us like 15 to 16 episodes what i do want to say is that what i do appreciate about vincent is that he wants a family right but when i was watching it i was like does he more so want like children or does he like first of all the whole thing with having kids this season i don't know what it is like i get it we're gonna be married we're gonna do married things we're gonna have a family but i almost felt like the man was like really pressing it i don't know maybe it's just me some of the women too i do feel like it came up a lot more this season than what i've seen in seasons past and i was very mm-hmm. intrigued by that because for me um a lot of women have that my time like ticking you know my time clock is ticking i need to do this i need to do that we talked about yeah. it in, um last week's podcast episode but mm-hmm. a lot of women have that and normally men don't Mm -hmm. Um, possibly because they can produce way beyond the time that we can but Mm -hmm. it's on the forefront the way it is for women so I do think that is interesting but he definitely said he wants to be a dad specifically a son dad like he was very specific yeah um, I'm looking forward to seeing them blossom. And like I said, I, I, at some point we're going to roll back around to the whole Woody situation because I was mm-hmm. definitely one of them people like, I don't trust them. No, <laughs> I don't like them. I'm not even going to call him Woody. I'm going to call him Woodrow till I like him. Like I was not here for it. Um, yeah. But we'll get back to that later on when we get to the people that they don't like next season. So right. about Vincent and Brianna. Because like I said, we only three weeks into the episode, I mean, into the season. So at this point, we've only seen, you know, the matchmaking special where we learn a little about them. You know, they find out that they've been matched and they're going to be married to a stranger. And um, we basically seen up until the wedding. So like the bachelor, bachelorette parties, getting ready for the weddings, the weddings and the reception, right? We mm-hmm. haven't seen anything beyond that. So 
it's still very early in the season. And for those of us like me and Raquel who are avid watchers, mm-hmm. we know that a lot can happen between the honeymoon and, and decision day. Let's get into that, bro. Like the wedding is one thing. The honeymoon is another. But after they get home and get into that apartment, it's so about like the vibe change. That's why I say like, we may be liking people now or like y'all may be liking people now, but after, listen, that honeymoon puts some on all couples. Listen, okay, shout out to honeymoon. They are very important. But it's like after you come out of that, I do want to mention that I do think they're going to do well. Um, Just even based on like their beginning conversation, I almost picked up as though they were both willing to be, um, accountable and accountable to each other. And I don't want to speak too fast, but they were willing to accommodate. That's what I'm looking for, that accommodate, you know. And in Married at First Sight history, one thing that was a pattern when both the husband and the wife was willing to bend, right? Like a lot of people, most people, if not all in the beginning of the process say, I'm willing to do what it takes. I'm willing to do what it takes to have a partner up until you really are faced with the situation where you have to compromise. And I feel like both of them having like that need for love and that need to have like their partner because like Brianna is a boss already right and she understands that like she wants like a spouse she wants a mate so I feel like she's gonna be willing to give a little bit he can be willing to give a little bit and I think it can be something nice I'm excited to see how they find like they balance their chemistry too was really good too and for me I'll be like after the wedding and I think right before the pitch, they go have that little champagne moment. I'll be all in there for it. I'll be wanting yeah. to see, like, how does the conversation flow? That's the real like, deal, right? You, know, you say what? Because that's the real deal. Nobody's watching. That's the real deal. Like, what are we talking about? You know, another big one is, too, I feel like in that moment, I'm always peeping. Do they think each other fine? Like, does she think he cute? Like, yeah. let me tell you something. In the Married at First Sight legacy, when you do not find the other person attractive, that's automatic problems for me. Ooh, ooh, A1. Because okay, A1. I think they both like how each other looking at her. So we might be- Oh, good. they both said that they were attracted to their spouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Because I mean, too. even in, in, in any relationship, physical attraction is important. Like you should mm. be attracted to that person in some type of way. Now you may not think they the finest thing on earth, but is there any attraction? Yeah. Um, and that's why we're gonna go back. I keep wanting to skip to the end, but I'm away. I'm away. Um, so yeah, I love Vincent Bree. I definitely listen, I done gave them nicknames like like we friends, Vincent Bree. Well, that's what black people do. We don't love you till we give you a nickname. Do because when Rihanna and Greg season nine, I'm convinced them my friends in another life. Like I'm waiting to go on down and meet them because we're gonna be friends. Mark my word. Absolutely. So like she's carrying our niece or nephew. Yeah. And we just listen. waiting to see our niece or nephew. Okay. Listen, the baby gonna be beautiful. They're gonna be awesome parents. I am excited about all things Deion and Greg. Okay. I want to ask you one more question before we move on to our next couple. When you said something about what well, we both were talking about, like that physical attraction. And you said we don't have to find each other like drop dead gorgeous, but there has to be something there. Do you think once, in the case of married at first sight, once we are married, do you think that there is capacity to grow in attraction in a relationship? Or, okay, go ahead. Fully. So I feel like, um, as with anything, first of all, you said something earlier that I wanted to like piggyback on is being willing mm. to be on 
a social experiment such as married at first sight you have to be very open because you literally mm-hmm. don't know like you can tell the, the matchmakers and the experts this is ideally what I like but um, as relationship coaches and as experts as they're called on the show they should be able to pull out of you know what you've given them and say this is what joy likes but this is what joy needs mm-hmm. and so um i think that a lot of times especially in the beginning as viewers we are like they shouldn't have been matched together blah blah because blah, we said it about woody these people yeah. be on the show or they shouldn't be matched together but again um it's not just about finding somebody that is your equal. I don't want a mm. pure image of me. I want somebody that is going to compliment me, that's going to push me forward. And that doesn't always mean we're going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to your original question. Can you read? No, no, this is all good. I got to get off way off track. What's the original question? The original question is, do you believe that in the case of marriages that, and I want to say relationships, but we talk about marriage at first sight, can we grow in attraction while being in a relationship? I definitely feel like attraction can grow. Um, There are some couples, and I'm going to use Deanna and Greg, I don't feel like Deanna was overly attracted to Greg initially. But when you know a person and you find out what's on the inside of this person, is is this person a good person? Do they have a good head on their shoulders? Are they educated? Are they intellectual? Can we talk about more than just the fact that we're on a reality TV show together? What are your morals? Do you love God? I think that those things are things that will keep you attracted. So your initial Mm -hmm. attraction may be physical, but I think that in any relationship, physicality will not keep you there. So you mm-hmm. have to grow in your attraction. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we I promise we went to the second person, but I guess because we talkers and we're friends and this is our show. But that brings me to another thing because when it comes to like growing the attraction and things like that with Deanna and Greg, I specifically remember Greg saying, okay, she got these walls built up. I'm making it my job to turn down these walls brick by brick. I love that, okay? Yeah. But then Greg took it a step beyond. He realized that one of his wife's love language, which is huge, was risk-taking and adventure. She had that man eating bugs and all kind of stuff. Let me tell you some joy. I don't know if I got it in me. Okay? To Not eat me. no bugs. Greg was a lot like, of things that I love. And he did it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Get date you a man, marry a man that is willing to speak your love language. Greg was like, I really ain't for this. She was like, please do it. And it was crazy watching it. I think this season nine we're talking about because like when he did it and then she realized that he was able to go above and beyond, it was almost like her heart started melting on camera. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't it's get like it. Ain't that for me. But it's her love language. It's her love language. Um, and yeah. I just, just the willingness to know that you care about me enough to do something that you're uncomfortable with or something mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do in your normal circumstances and that's how we got a little baby at Cotia that we just waiting on any day now okay listen okay <laughs> a little few ass on the way I don't know what the sex is yeah. the next couple we got so was um Virginia and Eric so <sighs> let's let's talk about Virginia and Eric because if for anybody who knows me, I am the definition of a hopeless romantic. I believe that any relationship can work, but certain relationships will take more work than others. All mm-hmm. relationships take work. 
But mm-hmm. there are some relationships that's going to require, require a little extra. Mm. Yeah. And um, a lot of people don't like that Eric and Virginia were matched. But mm-hmm. like I said earlier, the expert's job is to look at this person as they are and find out who is a suitable companion, who will pull out of you what you need and who will give you what you need. So, <clears throat> Virginia was cast as, like, the party girl. I'm the single mm-hmm. girl. I go to parties all the time, and I like to hang out, and I like to kick it. Um, and Eric is very reserved, very laid back, very goofy. He's a homebody. And so, a lot of people were like, they shouldn't have matched them, blah, 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 blah. But I just don't think that's true. For me, I think that she likes to have fun. And as a single woman right now, that is her definition of fun. But mm-hmm. any adult or any human period, we change, we grow over time. So I think that if she has somebody that she genuinely has fun with, it won't matter if they out at a club, if they at home playing Yahtzee. If, if I have fun with you, I have fun with you. And I think mm-hmm. her definition is going to change. Now, I do think it's going to take some adjustment on both ends. It's definitely going to take mm-hmm. some compromise. That's the word yeah. don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that with the right compromise, they will complement each other. Yeah. So tell me what you think, though. Because I know a lot of people <sighs> ain't fans. A lot of people are not with it. Now, listen, good folks. We're we going to cast out will they make it, will they not make it stones at the end of this uh, episode. However, I think with these two, there is an A end of the spectrum and a B end of the spectrum. I can see your point of view on the on the A end. It works. There's a compromise. They meet in the middle. They complement each other, and they're they're willing to put in that work. You know, I think that sometimes in relationships we underestimate like exactly how much like day to day work it takes. You know, whether that be finances, whether that be social life. Like these are things that like we literally have to find like what's our medium. You know, and it's interesting because what works for like other couples may not work for them. Yeah. I think the other end of the spectrum is it's going to be a quick crash and burn. I feel like they're going to go on a honeymoon. It may be some some good sex. It may be exciting. And then they realize, like, what's happening because I don't even remember, like, what she do for a living. Do you remember? No. <laughs> Does he, he, don't he fly planes? He flies planes. And I want to say she was, like, a customer service. Like, she was a re- regular, I don't want to say blue collar, but she was just a regular worker type of person. From what I yeah. get, yeah, and see, none of that is a problem, right? But in my mind, when I think of them, I'm like, man, once they get past the honeymoon and they come back home, are they going to be able to like intertwine and like actually make life work? Like, will she become like instantly bored with him? You know, because I thought it was interesting at the wedding. Like, he gives me reserve, but his family gives me like double that. You know, like I even watched like right before she met her pub now, my man in law, she went like, let me get a shot, let me get a drink, let me get some champagne. Listen, if drinking is your thing, sis, that is your business. Business. However, I'm even thinking about the way of like the in-laws. Like some people, their family plays a huge role in the now union. You know, so it's like, man, how can you decipher that? You know, and then you know, for the people that are like really close, if you're not careful, they some people allow what like their family think to taint how they view like their spouse. And here's the thing: it'll be different if they had come into the relationship with some sort of base. 
Yeah. They're marrying strangers. So I'm just wondering, like, will the opinion of, like, his really conservative family, will that come into play? You know, will she be able to accept him? I feel like he's, now, I could be wrong, y'all. I feel like he's going to be compromising more than she will. But we'll see. Definitely. I, I agree with that. I do think that it's going to take a lot of compromise from the family perspective, which is one that I did not say. I definitely think it's going to take a lot of compromise because um, your family knows you. And a lot of times people who love you and want what's best for you fight against anything that doesn't look like what they made in their mind. So I'm sure the people that were allowed to go through this process with him had this notion of this is what I envision for my friend's wife or for my wife or for my brother's wife. Mm -hmm. This woman who is not anything like what they conceive in their brain. I'm sure it's like, uh, what are we doing here? You know? Listen, you know what's going to be good. There's always an episode, I think right after honeymoon, they chill for a little bit where they have to mesh the families and friends for like the game night, the social at the place. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. I like that episode, but I am looking forward to next week when they do the, um, like the meet the parents brunch. And sit down with each other's families. So for those Mm -hmm. who aren't frequent watchers, after they show all of the weddings and the receptions and their first night together, the bride and grooms, the brides and grooms get to sit with their spouse's families and like talk to them over over a meal. So um, without each other. Without each other. So, you know, um, in this case, we're talking about Eric and Virginia. So Virginia will be at brunch with Eric's family and Eric will be at brunch with Virginia's family. So yeah. I am excited because yeah. I think that is going to be very telling as well. Yeah. Um, but the friends one is typically the one when they had a fam- the little friends game night house one or whatever you call it. That one is going to be telling too if they even get that far. I pray they do. But you know, yeah, we have seen some seasons where they get back from the honeymoon and Sugar was like, I ain't coming in and I, I ain't going in the house with you. So listen, and I was at home stressed. And I know we don't, you know, we don't want this to be extremely, extremely long, but I'm thinking about now and not even more so a question or a statement, like the role and to get our parents and family, the role of our social groups, how that takes a toll on our marriage. Yeah. And not a total in a negative way, but just what does it do? You know, when we have to integrate, when we have to mingle, you know, because some people like, and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I know you just a little bit, like our friends are important in our life. Definitely. You know, now we don't want our friends to run our marriages, of course, but like my husband know about my good girlfriends. He, he just know, like, we found me at this point okay like and you know the douchebags before him not all of them are douchebags but okay <laughs> so it plays a role so i'm excited to like see like his homeboys and his homegirl come again they've been a house. i just want to see like how the element looks definitely with them too so um i said i was going to talk about what they look like on wedding day but i'm not i'm leaving it alone um, no, let us have it because everybody else thinking it. I was thinking it too. Okay. I don't want to say it, but if you want to say it, you can go ahead. Raquel and I both um, are makeup lovers. Yes. Love wearing makeup, love putting on makeup. Um, her makeup was not it. I don't know who her makeup artist was, but it was not it. And she had all my favorite color. For those of you that follow Singles Exchange, you're going to see some purple all the time. Purple is my favorite color. But 
um, sis ruined it. I, I don't know what was happening. And then she cried. I think what made it worse was that she cried before she came out. So then it was like purple running down her face. Like, come on, y'all. We on national yeah. TV. Get sis together. And she, yeah, get her together. Was, she was still a beautiful bride. I think her dress was beautiful and all of that. But that makeup, we could have did without. So yeah, we yeah yeah yeah. On, on, on the day that you shall remember forever, if y'all go off into a sunset together. But um, Even she gives me very free spirit vibes. Like she didn't care, so I I don't know. You know. Right, and it then her, um, her mom had um like some purple strands in her hair too. So yeah, I went to uh, Facebook group. Somebody was saying that maybe it was a nod to one of the cancers. I think they said pancreatic cancer, but I could have read it wrong. But um, they said that it was was a nod to something like that. So I don't know if that's true or not. And if that mm -hmm. is the case, you know, most definitely you want to show support to your loved ones who have gone through that either way. So mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, if that be the case, shout out to that. But if that ain't the case, throw it away. Okay. The door. The The next couple, okay, okay. is none other than Haley and... Jacob, who who attacking them first? Who, who's getting on the first? Go, me or you? I go first. So go first. I think that Haley and Jacob. Um, first of all, Haley and Jacob have a ten year age gap. Can we pause right there? Can we pause right there? Um, a lot of people feel like that is a problem. Yeah, a lot of people do. And I what is it? Twenty eight and thirty eight. Twenty eight and thirty eight. Mm -hmm. I don't see that as a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that my view is a little biased because I have an aunt and uncle who are literally 10 years apart mm -hmm. um, and have been married for over 40 years. So, mm -hmm. and they got married, you know, like um, she was uh, late teens, early 20s-ish when mm -hmm. they got married. So, I definitely think it's possible, but even taking that aspect out of it, um, I feel like they both consent in adults. She is almost 30. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like we said earlier, women can't produce as long as men can. So yeah. having a 10-year difference doesn't make a major thing. I don't know if you want to comment on the age thing before I make my next comment. So I do want to comment on the age thing. Oh, yeah. So I think that it's interesting because I feel like when people see like older, like 48 and 58, it's not as much like commentary based on like a person being in their 20s and in their, in, in their 30s. Maybe because in those times for many adults, you make such like life changing like moves and like different decisions at that time. Um, but one thing about that I think that makes it okay uh, maturity level. Now, I'm not talking about yeah. them, I'm just saying in general. If the maturity levels are like similar in that like 10 age range, 10 year age gap, I think that it's okay. I also think that it is okay because they both don't have children. So it's like there are certain things that they still can enjoy together and walk in life together and it still be okay. You know, now if he was 38, five kids and didn't want to have any more and she was 28 with none, now we got issues. Agree. You know, totally but, agree with that. And yes, I, but I feel like in their case, I feel like it'll be okay just for the age sake. Was he the one that was married before or was that Eric? I can't remember. There was somebody that was married before, but I can't remember. They had the first divorcee on here, but I kind of think it was Eric. Well, it probably was Eric. The next time we do it, we'll talk about that because yeah. I'm going to come more. Jacob is Mr. 80s vibe, ain't he? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, another thing with Haley and Jacob. So, I watched the Matchmaker special, but I do not remember her saying she was as adventurous as she is. So when they got to the wedding and she was talking about she was trying to up and move to another country at one point in her life and she skydives and all of this and how he was very much like a homebody and laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that from the Matchmaker episode, mm-hmm. but um, I still don't foresee that as a big issue. Again, maybe I'm tripping. But I just don't see it as a big issue. Like, like I said, you don't want two of the exact same people together. Like, that's not gonna do you any good. So, um, he was very awkward, very awkward. Like, gave me Henry vibes. Henry was from season eleven in New mm-hmm. Orleans, <clears throat> and Raquel and I have talked extensively about Henry anyway. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, he gave me Henry vibes, but I don't think he's going to stay that way. I think it was the, the nervousness and the awkwardness of it being, this is our first time meeting and we're literally getting married. And, you know, I think all of those things play a part, but once they get to know each other, I think he'll be more free. Cause like with his people, he was free. He was talking, he was laughing. He was having a good time. So, um, it could go and I'll give, I'll take your same analogy. It could go A or B. It could be a replica of the Henry and Christina situation, or it could be what could have been with the Henry and Christina situation. Because honestly, and again, if for those of you who have watched season 11, you know what I mean. Um, Henry and Christina did not work out because once he saw that he did not like Christina, he completely pulled away and he was silent. So I hope that does not happen with them, but we'll see. Yeah. Think about that. You know what? I don't really know how I wanted to approach these two because a lot of people consider them to be like the boring couple. But I wanna I wanna tag team on two things that you said. I wanna touch on the awkwardness. Now, for me, the awkwardness doesn't bother me, but as a fan of Mary First Sight, I love to see instant chemistry. I yeah. love to see like, oh, they talking, they got the googly eyes. Like, I love to see them like flurry when they do like the individual like camera time, you know, and they didn't give us none of that. Oh no. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it was very I, So what's your favorite color? Blue? Yeah, like that conversation was awkward and it was kind of hard to have. And then me as like a fan and they watching to know like it can be totally different. I was like, ooh, ooh. I don't know if they like each other. Ooh, or they trade to each other. You know, I thought so I had like a, what they call it, the secondhand embarrassment for them. But I want to say this, going all the way back, these two people just saw each other for the first time. Not as a date, as husband and wife. And, and there's I was, all over the place. And there's cameras. And there's your in-laws. Like, okay, let's just have a moment. For people who have dated and you've met like your base family, sometimes that can be awkward. Like if you come from a certain, like, okay, like I come from a very liberal, very like, you know, loud family my in-laws are very conservative so i in the beginning like i was excited to meet them but like i didn't really know how like to approach it you know are you gonna be like this super loud girl you know and i'm very confident within myself but like you naturally just want to blend with this now new family you know so going to the point of like thinking about like how awkward they were there are so many different like um 
different things you have to consider like when you are thinking about like them they're literally met they met their spouse today so like sometimes it is awkward um i met my husband online and we talked for three months but our first time meeting was awkward he was nervous i was nervous he was shaking i really wasn't shaking he was stuttering like <laughs> You know, and that's three months of chemistry. So my yeah. first time meeting somebody, the cameras and they like, and you make history, right? Wait, yes. you know, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, you have to do your brush your teeth. Do your brush. This is what I'm saying. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it was awkward, but I feel like I think I had told my husband once they get on the honeymoon, they get some alone time. You won't really see be able like if they're gonna have a vibe or if they're not. Some people have an instant vibe, some people do not. Um, and then I want to talk about like the relocation, the settling, all those different things. Now she gives me confusing vibes. Now look at her because I remember she was having a conversation. You know, she has always been the bridesmaid. You know, they her family makes a joke out of it lightly, but they still make a joke and like. I just want to put this out here for anybody who's like married and you have like single friends or single family members put like the little joke out there like that's not really cool like that's start to like you know you know you I'm gonna get my speech on that when you're done because you know I got one okay listen like you I, I just want to tell the world y'all y'all start dancing on nerves okay we know we've been the right brightness we don't need y'all to constantly like, reiterate that and her homegirl's like man like you always a bridesmaid never the bride hope um spectrum uh perspective and she made the comment like how she was ready for love she was ready for marriage she's ready to compromise she's ready to settle down so when she was like telling him about like the adventures and things like that for me, I'm okay with you being adventurous. I'm okay with you living your life. Like, please flourish, you know? Um, because when you get married, you go into a whole other, like, lane with your spouse. But I just hope, like, she's willing to understand that, like, now that you are a wife, you didn't date the regular way. You got married with an arrangement. You now have to start thinking for you and him. Yeah. Like, people who go into this, they only want to think for themselves. Yeah. You ain't gonna make it to decision day. Like, if you literally, like, marriage is putting someone else before you every single day. Yeah. You know, so, and then let's compromise on his end. You, y'all probably have to settle somewhere, but you want to take a couple trips for her because she really likes to travel, you know. But yeah. I'm interested to see, like, how they're gonna, like, make that medium work because I don't know. And then if I had to be honest, I don't know if I got that they were really attracted to each other in the beginning. I don't know. Well, he said, I don't remember it, whether she even made mention of like his physical appearance, but he mm -hmm. definitely, and that's why I said, I think he's just awkward because he definitely was like talking to the camera and talking to his friends, like she's gorgeous, she's beautiful. Like he was excited. So it was like, okay, now that you feel that way, you have to be able to communicate that to her. Everyone, oh. that, their, that every woman wants to know that my husband thinks I'm beautiful. And even though, we're yeah, awkward, you know, tell me that because I we know we both know this is yeah. this is not ideal for our culture, but let's just try to make mm -hmm. it light as possible, you know. So that's my yeah, little yeah. And then add this on there too. When we mentioned about another couple about growing in attraction, um, she kept saying like, "Oh, I guess I'm married." Like she kept making those kind of comments on the third of us. So like, wow, I really just made this decision. She didn't give me like instant like, "Oh, he's like my husband." You know, like the whole like giddiness. Um, but you just never know. That man may lay on some charm and you know woo her a little bit. Some of the husbands in the past decorated the rooms like the suites. Like the show does a bit of decorating, but there's been husbands in the past that took it like above and beyond. So he may pull out some of that. She may get into. Right. We'll see. 
get into it. Um, and I agree. Just right. to piggyback off of your comment about um, being a bridesmaid, because I know that nobody, most people, don't make those comments in poor taste. But as a single woman, mm-hmm. I be tired of hearing it. Mm-hmm. My friends know I have gotten mm-hmm. to where I don't even want to be in nobody's wedding because I'm tired of the comments. Like I love my friends, I be the usher, I sing, whatever. But to be a bridesmaid, um, aside from all of the financial obligations and all of the other obligations, you get tired of hearing it. I know I always been a bridesmaid. I know I'm not a bride yet. I don't yeah. need to remind me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and to put it to the other side, I have friends, family who keep encouraging me like, you coming soon, your time is up. Yeah. You know, I have that too, but I don't know if she has that. So that's just yeah. for whoever's listening, please be mindful of your comments because sometimes yeah. a playful comment can hurt more than you think. So. Mm-hmm. And it can have a lasting, like longer effect than like just that for the moment. Lasting, long impression. Yeah, I think that someone had mentioned on the show she was a bridesmaid 14, 15, 16 times. 14 with two weddings coming up after that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So she she's had her friends. So. <laughs> yeah, she's been in all of it. She got all the friends. She I, I don't know if she in a sorority or what happened, what it was. But listen, I've only been a bridesmaid twice. Newlywed Mary, I've only been a bridesmaid twice. I don't have to ever be another way. Because when I hear bridesmaids, I hear responsibility. Let me just show up. You got five. I got two. Let me like my my closest homegirls, my best friends. They married. Like we got them out the way. Uh, I'm good. Five dresses in this closet. Literally. Literally. So um, okay. Anyway, who, who's the next couple? Is it Clara and Ryan? It is Clara and Ryan. Do you okay. want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'm gonna let you go first so I can formulate my thoughts. All right, all right, all right. Um, first of all, I don't like the haircut. I'm kidding, but I'm serious. Cut uh, everybody, off. everybody hates that haircut. It's not a big thing for me, but everybody hates it. So. At this point, Joy, if I gotta be honest, the haircut is distracting unto me. Okay, <laughs> just take that off. Just bring me spirit of that thing. Just get rid of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I feel like let me start on Ryan. I feel like Ryan is very nice. I feel like he's a noble man. I feel like he comes from good character. Um, I feel like he came into this social experiment with the right intentions, right? Now, when he hit us with the, he ain't never said, I love you. Ain't that Ryan? Yeah, that's him. Okay, I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know how to take that because like, is it that you are afraid of commitment or have you never been presented with like an opportunity or and or a really good relationship where you was able to give completely of yourself? Um, I like the fact that, I don't know if I like them together. At some points I do like them together. Then I'm like, well, this is pretty much his type. She gives me, she like black guys. So this is pretty much like her element or her speed and dating. Um, it did excite me that they were attracted to one another. Um, I see them doing well. I'm not gonna say if I see them making it or not, but I see them doing what at the beginning. Like the couples in the experiment have to overcome like trials and different things. Like I said, whether that be finances, dealing with in-laws, dealing with where we gonna live and stay. So how they approach that, that'll kind of like give me my will they make it or not. Although I am gonna give like a pre-judgment if I think they're gonna last or not. Um, I think for the most part, I like them together. Um, she gives me that she's more like ready and excited to like give her all in the relationship. And 
he I don't want to speak prematurely, but I don't know if he's afraid of that. You know, like somebody who has never said that, what she's probably willing to give off back, he's probably gonna make her work for that. And I don't know that's how that's really gonna if it's gonna play out really well. Because speaking of that woman, I always wanted like my man to love me a little bit more. Now, I don't know if that came from like the old tales they say the man gotta be more in love with you to make it work. I don't even know if I agree with that now that I'm a little bit older. But um, I think what she really wants him to like, ooh, just fall in love real quick and they run off in the sunset. I don't think he's gonna really give his heart that fast. And I can definitely see how that could be an issue. Definitely. She definitely gives me that I'm ready to be married right now. I'm ready to be in love right now. And right now, like tonight, like say I love you the day we got married, the day I met right. you. Um, I agree that they are a nice couple. Um, again, they are a couple that could work in the long run, mm-hmm. but, um, definitely is going to take some work. Like he is very committed to like social things, to fighting social injustices. And she is too, mm-hmm. but, um, being that he is a person of color and she is not, even though he's not, like if you look at him, you wouldn't necessarily think that's a black man, but he is mm-hmm. a person of color. And mm-hmm. being that she is not, um, some things will hit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how she will fare well with him when those things hit different and they're so near and dear to his heart. Um, yeah, she definitely strikes me as the type to. Um, she's very silly. She's very playful, and I think that in a serious moment, when I when I don't feel like playing, that could go real well. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. made some comments, and um, to me, I don't think she intended for them to be judgmental. They weren't about him. They were about another bride. But she definitely made some comments that came off as sort of judgmental. And those are the things that give me um, like a little pullback. Like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. to go. So I do like her. I think she's great. I think she was a beautiful bride. She was a bit of a princess. Um, Mm -hmm. What I really wanted to talk about with them two was that blindfold thing. Because people Mm. blew up the Married at First Sight group about that blindfold. Yeah. Um, do you want to give your thoughts on it first before I give? Child, yes, I am ready. Locked and loaded. I thought the blindfold thing was amazing. Like, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one that wrote the beautiful note, note to his bride. And they exchanged the gifts and things like that. And I thought that it was just like so beautiful. Um, and we didn't even talk about me that they vowed. We'll hit it in the episode. But anyway, you said what? Another day. Clearly, we're gonna have to do this again. So clearly. But uh, and we got five couples anyway. But I thought that like he had almost almost like set the stage before that. Just kind of like had enough feelings. You know how it is with your girl. So cute, you know, even if you ain't even like that type of girl, like the hype and the energy from like your crew can like have you, you know, a little flustered a little bit, like man, like I ain't met him, but he already thinking about me, okay. Now many people were like they didn't like it. He took her a moment of like seeing her at the end of the, the um walkway. I'll let you get on there. However, I know I got was cool. I already know I'm I'm one of the um 
10, 5% of the people that married at first sight family who liked it. I thought it was really beautiful. I, um, it was never done. I have never seen it done in married at first sight, married at first sight history. Um, and I don't know if Joy Harry uh, said it, but I'll reiterate it. Normally they see each other for the first time when the bride comes out the door and then they walk down and they see each other. This couple, he thought it was creative to have a blindfold on for him and then she had one before she came out with her dad or uncle or whoever. And then their maid of honor and best man took it off right there as they were standing before each other. Right. I thought that it was cool. I thought that it was kind of fly, but people hated it. it. So here's my spiel and I, I will stand on this mountain forever. Um, I also think that it was a beautiful nod. Um, so whoever is listening many years down the line, when Raquel and I are both millionaires, um, this particular season was recorded in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, there were already a lot of restrictions, a lot of things that were different going mm-hmm. into this season because of the pandemic. Um, so <laughs> I thought that the way he explained it was beautiful. He talked mm-hmm. about how we've been in quarantine for so long and we miss physical touch. We miss that physical interaction with people because we were told to stay at home. We're better together, stay at home. You know, all the mottos and slogans. <laughs> and so um, for him to say, I want us to have this moment where we are intimate uh, but not having sex. We're going to hold hands, something that we haven't been able to do with our yeah. friends, with our family, with our loved ones. And so now to have this experience with my now wife, I thought it was beautiful. Um, I also thought it was very creative because like he, it, he had a maid. It wasn't just a Dollar Tree mask. He had bride put on it. He had mm-hmm. the mask that go around the ears instead of the back of the head so he wouldn't mess up her hair. Like I thought he was very thoughtful in that. And I thought it was fair because although, you know, a lot of people say this is the bride's moment, um, the reality is a wedding is about two people becoming one. So it is just as much his moment and his day as it Mm -hmm. was hers. And Mm -hmm. I think that do not allow him to have some say-so in. They already don't have no say-so in who they marry. Like they already have say-so in most things. So to allow him that moment um, I think was beautiful. Now, yeah. do I think the producers explained it to her well when they gave her the blindfold? No, because they no. were pretty much just like, here, put this on. Your husband wants you to walk down with the blindfold on, and he gonna have one on too. And mm-hmm. she kind of freaked out about it. And everybody was like, yes, yeah, she, she did. She hated blah blah blah. Um, and I just, I don't think that's the case. I think it was already a nervous, high tension situation. Um, and I think that if she really felt uncomfortable. She could have easily told them no. She literally mm-hmm. could have told the producers, like, listen, I already struggle with high anxiety. I'm mm-hmm. not there were there was a way for her to politely say no, or can we have this another way or something? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think it was that big a deal. But the people, woo. Yeah, people hated it. They felt as though like he stole her moment. He stole, and, and I just don't agree. I think it was both of their moments and he created it. I don't think he stole it. I think he created one. So. Yeah, he definitely go down to here. I thought it was kind of fly, um, but yeah. And I, you still went. I thought it was gorgeous because if you look um, in one of the title sequence of the show, 
the actors who were, you know, posing as bride and groom, they have on blindfolds. So mm-hmm. I think to take that nod and make it something personalized was cute. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like it too. And listen, and when they took off that blindfold, the blessing was this. <laughs> they like what they saw. Okay. Now, let it have been somebody you didn't think was cute. Baby. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, that would have went different. They like what they saw, so it was okay. Went on real south, <laughs> real quick. Okay. Uh, uh, are y'all ready? Listen, I, I'm about ready to give us, transition us in a baptism song before we get on our last couple because, get, listen. I'm already, okay? Kristen Page. Oh, sweet. Kristen Page. Mrs. Okay, when I think of, I just want to go on pages, my husband. I want to give Paige her own moment before we give them together and we wrap this up. Let me get Paige on one. First of all, very beautiful. Gorgeous. And I'm talking about inside and out. Stunning, intelligent, hardworking. Like, sis is on it. Hardworking, okay. Loves the Lord. I'm talking about faith out here strong. She was out here, the Lord has ordained and made this moment. The Lord has manifested this moment for me. Okay, like she was speaking and just the way she carried herself, even as a godly woman, like I just love and appreciated that her personality is bomb. Yeah. She she open-minded. She comes from good people. Like (laughs) she in her own bag. In her own bag. Body beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. But she's in her own bag. Body beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Sis and I'm speaking for my Christian. You said what? This is bad. This is bad. And I'm even, I would even put a little bit of uh what they say, icing on the cake, because she's already the cake. But from the Christian men that I know, they want a woman that loves the Lord, but she is also freaky. Okay. And I ain't never been in the bed with Paige, but the way that she speaks, she's open to all these things, okay? Like the woman, like, listen, whatever my husband want to do, we are here knowing it, period. And, and the Bible says. Huh? And the Bible says the bed of marriage is undefiled. Let's say, but I want to... Let's his flourish. Let her flourish. And I want to say this because I know a lot of... I know a few Christian women that when it comes to the sexuality department, whether they be married or single, they struggle. I don't, and that's a whole other conversation that me and Drea have to collab on outside of marriage at first sight another time. Yeah. But sexuality makes them just feel uncomfortable. Like I said, some of these women are married and some of these women are have never been married. And I got, I know somebody did in my heart who's a virgin and then she struggles with it as well. So for this woman to bring all this to the table before she married you, yeah. And then her Prince Charming by the name of Chris. Now listen, I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna get myself out about Chris now. Me and Raquel have not totally opposing views about Chris, but I'm gonna give mine and I'm gonna let Raquel give her feel. So um and now we gotta backtrack a little. So okay. like I said, last season was Woody. Woody mm-hmm. was blessed to be matched with the woman that he loved. And Woody was also blessed to be on the show with his best friend. So he was matched and Miles was matched, which is rare. That's not yeah. something that's happened in history before. Um, when Woody and Miles sat down with their friend group together and told them, we are both going to be on Married at First Sight, they found a match for both of us. Mm-hmm. Their friends literally looked at Miles and said, 
he's ready for marriage. And they looked at Woody and said, I don't know why you on the show. Literally, that was their MO. And, and exactly, he was portrayed as the party dude, the dude that liked to dress up, the dude that spent an extravagant amount of money on clothes. Like he was portrayed as a single who was not ready to get married. And a lot of people did not like him. They're not gonna say it now. They're not gonna mm-hmm. tell the truth because now everybody loved Woody. But I mm-hmm. remember because I was an avid watcher even then. Them folks could not stand him. Mm-hmm. They were not feeling him at all. Mm-hmm. And he turned out to be a favorite. So mm-hmm. when this season started, when season 12 started, the first, uh, the matchmaker episode and the first actual episode, I was like, this going to be just like the Woody thing. Like, I feel like they're trying to paint him in this bad light. They're trying to make him the bad guy of the season. Um, and X, X, Y, Z. Because there's another couple, um, Miles and Karen, who a lot of people couldn't stand Karen. And after the show, Karen got on YouTube and was like, listen, a lot of stuff was not the way that y'all saw it. So I was very, trying to be very subjective. I'm holding on hope. You know, we going to see I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say yay or nay. He wouldn't work for me, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump on the everybody hates Chris bandwagon because mm-hmm. a lot of people have jumped on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So I was very objective or subjective. I don't know which which is the right term there, but I was mm-hmm. very neutral mm-hmm. until this episode. <sighs> and we got to episode three, and I was like, listen, we in my Tyra voice, we rooting for you. Yeah, listen. All rooting for you. With the last leg we had to root for you. Um, I I just don't think Chris is ready. He's not ready. Yeah. He's immature. Um, he has a lot of church hurt. Mm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. jump to the church hurt after Raquel gives her comment because I think there's a part that non-church people don't understand. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna let Raquel get her spiel first and then we're gonna come back to the church thing. Yeah. Okay, so from the beginning, Chris was always like a little skeptical to me, you know. Just like in the conversations he would have for the people who do not watch the show, Chris often makes comments about the amount of money he has. Like he does really, really well financially to the point where he say women that normally try to come his way, they want him for his money, they want him for his money. So in my mind, Chris was like big ballish, shot calling. Now, let's be clear, the people of Maddie First Sight like family, because we a family at this point. <laughs> like the family, the folks did not hear poor receipts and have done research, they almost got to deny what this man makes. Like, and I recently put on Twitter like, Chris gave me, he sits at tables with like Jay-Z and Diddy vibes, like the amount of money that he was like talking about that he had, you know? And I recently changed my perspective about that as well. However, he said that, you know, women want him for his money. So this is why he wanted to do the experiment. And then he said that he wanted to reproduce. He wanted to have legacy, wanted to have children, you know? Um, And like those two, well, first of all, wanting to have children, that's not a problem. Like most people who go into marriages, the thought of having children, the thought of having a family is going to come across your mind. But then it got a little weird for me with Chris. Like I almost felt like he was obsessed with like, just having a woman so she could lay down on her back so that she could carry like this man's children, you know? And like I said, there's nothing wrong 
wrong with it, but the way that he went about it, like it wasn't to fall in love and to have this beautiful love story and to do life with a person, like the normal things people say, even if it ain't they true, Chris came right off the back. I got money, I'm successful. Women want me for my money, so that's why I did. This is me. so she can't be like the, um, I've got the terminology that I was going to think of, but she can't be a gold digger. That's what I was going with. And she got to have my kids, right? So I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, this just not going to work for me. And anybody who's living in like the year of 2021, women just ain't going for that. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> we just ain't. We ain't going for it. You know, like if that's all you see is us as a body to let her have sex and then we're going to be trophy wise. Because at that point, that's where I was getting like, he don't really want like a real like companion, like a real, real help. He just wants you to be there by his side, look good, shut up, and do what he wants you to do to, like, please him, you know? And that rubbed me, like, the wrong way. Um, he also made a comment in the beginning before he had met his wife, because they go through, like, a background story of, like, how they got to the point where they are now. And he makes a point about, like, you know, being in ministry and how, like, his family pushed, and I don't want to jump ahead, Joy. No, you could. But it's going to segue right into what you're going to go into. Yeah, so he made a comment of basically like he comes from like this like a religious Christian family, um, and they basically push their views upon him, which that's common in the church, you know, where you know Granddaddy may be an apostle, he may be not right. You know, it's common, but it's not right. Yes, that is very true. Now, thank you for saying that. It's common, but it's not right. So it seemed as if he comes from this family who wanted to intrude basically his purpose and his desk and make it what they wanted it to be. It turned out to be a total mess. Um, he made a comment like, you know, listen, I became a damn minister. I won't make enough money, so I left. I moved to another state and started balling out of control. While I was homeless, and I started balling out of control. And you know, that's not like on paper, that's not bad. But the way that he presented this information, I was just like i need a little bit something else like because most people who take like this call or say like yes i'm going to live for god and serve god with my being it's, it has nothing to do with money you know now some people who especially are not in the church will say that's what people do like they come and you know make it off the church and we i just personally do not believe in that and i also am a believer who believes that it is okay for our leaders to do well in life that's my business Agreed. okay period <laughs> you know pay our pastors and our leaders what they and first of all we can never pay them because what it's a full-time job and huh? that's another conversation yeah but chris that's was like this ain't securing the bag i'm gone so the point i was making with that is that i feel as though that was already kind of like giving us like a foreshadow of the, the type of like man that chris was um where like money and just wanting to like be like really, really successful like, and obtain all these things to like make you who you are. And I'm really gonna pass it to Joy right here because I know she has like a lot of like valuable stuff to say right there. However, I wanna say this to somebody who's listening, this is probably not a believer, but a fan of the show. I do understand like we all wanna be successful. I want to be successful. Joy wants to be successful. Let our pastors tell it we are already successful. That's what my pastor said. <laughs> However, the point I'm going to stop is here. The point I'm going to stop here with my point. You can obtain all these things, hear me clear, and still be trash. Obtaining all these things has nothing to do with your character. Uh, and, and then furthermore, while we're talking about married at first sight, you can have the money, you can have the bag, you can have the accolades, and still not be husband or marriage material. And still not be happy. 
and still not be happy. Ooh, I passed it to Julie. So because we ain't even got on a marriage, we just talking about them. As right, kids. we just talking about his background, but it's 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 necessary because anybody who follows the show or anybody who's been on Facebook this week, if you have even one friend that watches Married at First Sight, you have seen this man on your timeline this week. Mm-hmm. So, um, to kind of go back to his upbringing. So first of all. Um, those who listen to Singles Exchange, y'all know I'm from Chicago. So when that man said he was from Chicago, I was like, I know you lying. You ain't out here embarrassing us like this. Um, but uh, I did do some research, and I did some research on my own because a lot of people have dug into his background. They have found like exes, they have found family members. Like people have done. To me, they've overdone their part. Like, it's okay to watch a show and to feel what you feel about these people, but a lot of people have taken it way too far. Um, but um, I did some research of my own because, like I said, I'm from Chicago. He and I are very close in age. So we have quite a few mutual friends. How old is Chris? I don't remember, but I, he got him late 20s, early 30s. I want to say he's about to find it, though. Go ahead. Find it out. So, um, I think that Chris is dealing with a lot of church hurt. Uh, and there was an article about it. That was what met, pushed me to even do this research. There was an article that said that he was very prominent on the Christian scene in Chicago. And he did this really large event that had a horrible turnout. And he felt rejected. And mm. he left. Um, the grandmother, when she was giving him some words of wisdom on the show, she alluded to the fact that the family pushed him to be a preacher and mm-hmm. not necessarily that's not necessarily what it should have been and i agree mm-hmm. if you're called to it then do it but i honestly believe that he was not called to be a preacher mm-hmm. we're all called to follow christ but mm-hmm. to proclaim the gospel is a separate calling and mm-hmm. because he came from a long lineage of preachers they put that on him mm-hmm. and so when he did it because y'all said it was a good idea and y'all said I was called and y'all know church folks we get to laying hands and speaking in tongues and proclaiming that you're going to be a millionaire you're going to be the next TDJ when all of those things start <laughs> to happen and it doesn't happen the way that we expected it we get hurt and that's what yeah. it is in life if stuff don't turn out the way I wanted my feelings to be hurt so um, in that regard I feel sorry for him because he mm. was into something that just wasn't so. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say this because I come from a long line of preachers. My lineage mm-hmm. is, preacher, is preachers. Um, my brother pastored for more than 20 years. At one point, both of my brothers were ordained ministers, like a long line. So mm-hmm. I vividly remember in my teenage years, I was in the car with my dad and he asked me, <laughs> Joy, do you think? that you're called to preach or do you think you're just strong in the Lord mm-hmm. and I was quickly like I ain't called to preach y'all trying to put that on me that's not my call mm-hmm. I love God and I know the word of God cause I'm supposed to mm-hmm. I'm a follower of Christ mm-hmm. everybody that know the word of God the devil know the word of God he ain't called to preach so exactly. Um, exactly. I think that he was pushing through a lot of things and now in his adulthood getting back to the show I think that um, he is trying to overcompensate mm-hmm. 
for those failures that he had mm-hmm. back then. Even down to um, in the episode, because now we're going to get into him and Paige being married. Um, mm-hmm. Even down to when she talked, when he was telling her, I made this much money and I do this for a living and blah, blah, blah. He was spitting off his facts. And she was like, that's cool. And she didn't seem impressed. So he was like, mm-hmm. what do you do for a living? And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm accounting. And she started listing her credentials. I think it intimidated him. Because I'm not yeah, used to it. We got, we got to hit that. We, yeah, we, that's we, what I'm saying. We literally have to have that moment because the moment that his ego was not struck the way that he needed it to be like here's the thing the game some changed. men say that they huh the game changed right was, but can we say it was safe to say like the whole evening was different you know because if you are used to women being all over you because you got a bag and that you are successful and what I was going to say was that like some men say that they are okay with like they woman going out here like and getting the bacon and making the money and being a breadwinner but like you really have to be secure in who you are as a man to handle a certain type of woman it did not move her that he was like buying my house like if I have certain things and I'm bringing that to the table like you baby you're not leveling me up if anything we at our mesh or I may even be a little bit more successful than you we really want to like do the numbers you know but I think that that that, that first thing when his ego wasn't like you know hyped on up like oh you know because some women are like really really moved by like super super successful men and then you have women who are confident and secure within what they bring to the table that ain't moving me that, that does nothing for me like and I don't I, need you to pay my rent like some women out here are really chasing men to get their rent paid some well, women are really out here chasing men to get their tuition paid some women are really doing those things and that make the man some men feel significant in that regard because I know that you now need me and you will not have those things without me but with a woman who already settled and have that going on and I got their ages he's 27 and she's 26 got you so, so like she's 26 and like all the way in her bag Sis is an accountant for like a, what I don't know if she said it was a big company, but basically they're in the same tax bracket. So right. Um, right. she was not moved or impressed by that. And I mm-hmm. think that that intimidated him immediately mm-hmm. because I'm not used to that. I'm used to a woman saying, oh, okay, he looked nice, he dressed mm-hmm. nice, and he got, he got a bag, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, that intimidated him. Now here's why I, my thought process changed from I'm going to be neutral about Chris to I am not team Chris. Can I make one more comment? Yeah, for sure. I just want to, like, we over an hour at this point, but All this right. going to help. Somebody going to hear You say what? They going to listen. They going to they gonna listen. I want to say this. Shout out to the women who approach relationships, and in this case, marriage, shout out to the women and men who, I'm saying men and women, shout out to the people who approach relationships and marriage and who don't need you for that regard. Like, okay, and I'm not saying that you are a bad or you're less than if you need someone for financial help, but I love the fact that this scenario is that now that we're married, like, I don't need you to take care of me. I need you to be my husband. I can pay my own bills. Like, I, I'm looking for a confidant. I'm looking for a life partner. I'm looking for it to spoil you. Like, I want you to spoil me. Like, I think that when those type of things are left off the table and we really can, like, enjoy each other for, like, the personality you have, the heart you have, the character you have, I just feel like it just makes for, like, a really, really beautiful relationship because some people go into it when you need, like, that stability 
be your angle and your motive be totally different, you know. So I love that. Like some people already come to the table and be like, I, I got my degree. Yeah, I, I ain't trying to get there right now. Like I got that. I'm, I'm really trying to be invested in who you are. Love it. Love it. So here's here's what made me shift in my thinking with Chris, uh, because me and because we ain't got on these in laws yet, right? And I'm gonna try to keep it short because I know we at an hour, if not over. But um, so what changed my mind uh, from being neutral to disliking him is his comments about, um, I mean, she beautiful in her own way, but. For one, as a as a dark skinned black woman, I understand how hard it is already for us. Um, yeah. I've been this chocolate all my life. My whole family yeah. is this kind of chocolate. So it ain't going nowhere either. And, and it's not going anywhere. It actually gets darker mm-hmm. in the summer. So yeah. um to have those comments made about her on national television. Mm-hmm. We're embarrassing this girl on so many levels, and she yeah. is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I understand what he was trying to say. You mm-hmm. didn't pray well at all, sir. Mm-hmm. But she's gorgeous, um, yeah. and I he is very fickle and very surface. Um, mm-hmm. But when he gets to really know her, he'd be a fool to not try to make that way. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't believe, and it's just me, and I'm and I'm nobody special to a lot of people. Okay, I don't believe that the man that Chris is and the potential to be great, because there's always area growth. You ain't gonna get no better than her. And I said what I said. I said, baby, you are dating. Well, you have just married up. Okay, and let's not even get into character. And I know that you made the comment, that you made the comment, but I think that Chris showed us that colorism amongst black people is still very, very real. Very because exactly. it's it's not it's not the fact that if she's beautiful or not, we still have this thing when it comes to light skin is more pretty and dark skin is more less attractive. Like that's listen, that is still okay. a thing. And I feel like we don't like to approach it like that because it makes some of us as black people uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's true. But we still got this thing with the light skin and red bones and big booties. Like, that's still real. And, and it's not just other races. It's our race, too. So. It's us. Yeah. That, oh. I just wanted to put that out there. No, it, it's really a thing. Because we ain't going to say that you're not cute. And I ain't even going to get on if, if he's attractive or not. But, sorry. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. I don't think he's unattractive. But all of his character flaws, it's, it's just a big no for me. Yes. Um, But, yes. I definitely, I feel bad for her because... He embarrassed her. He embarrassed her on TV. And some of this stuff she probably is not seeing until we're seeing it. So yeah. she's reliving this embarrassment now from something yeah. months ago. I feel so bad for her. In, in the land of social media where not only you got to see it on your TV like back in the day, but you got, got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. No, yeah. it's a real thing. But, um, and then I quote, he said, I can tell that she's the type of woman that I need but not what That's I what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Thank you for bringing that comment up because um, it goes back to what I said earlier. The expert's job is to bring you somebody that you need. And what mm. the experts bought Chris was an equal. She is mm. not a trophy. She is yes. your equal human partner. Mm-hmm. And as her friend correctly stated, she is more than just a walking, talking ovary. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I like I said, I don't know how the season is gonna end. I don't know if she's gonna stay with that man or leave. But I do know Paige is a great catch, and I pray that Chris figure that out sooner rather than later. Yeah, and let me tell you something. And if Chris can't handle handle her and they don't make it, there's a man out there that's ready for her. Let me know. What what man, right now. I'm not sure. Is another man. I, I knew. knew at the beginning. Now that's the part of my life. Now listen, and, and you ain't lying. So we're gonna hop to listen. the in-laws. I wanna hop to the in-laws real quick and then we gonna end. Cause I don't, we we've been out here talking. Y'all definitely gonna have to yeah. catch us again. At first we said two to three weeks. We might have yeah. to hop on here every week. So we we'll see how it goes. We may have to hop on here every week. This is this is a true thing. The in-laws. I love Chris Grumpers. I start because I want to say I love Chris' grandparents, and he actually posted that his grandfather passed away in December. So rest in peace to him. Very sad situation. Oh, yeah, no. he posted that his grandfather passed. I'm guessing right after production, but um, his mm. grandfather passed away shortly after filming. So rest in peace to him. Um, uh, I love Granny. Granny snatched him up real quick and was telling mm-hmm. him that beauty is not all that there is. Don't get caught up in what she looked like and miss what she and miss it. Um, and that's you know they real prophetic, like they Christians for real, because she she was in his business. And yes, she was. Mama, and she gave that man straight Bible. That's not opinion. Did and but the same thing with the mama. The mama was telling him like, listen, take your time. Get to know this man. She was talking to Paige, but she was like, you know, take your time, get to know him, blah, blah, blah. Great that creep daddy. Life. That creep daddy. D- do you want to talk about the creep daddy? Because we listen, I'm, I'm gonna get the creep daddy, but I want to give the people who have not seen this or just put this back in context. Gotcha. When they first marry, they they most times people go into a like soft, open-ended questions to give like some good dialogue. Chris' first questions were, How was your sex drive? Do you have a high sex drive? Do you have a high sex drive? Are you a virgin? Like it was literally and around. Are you like, willing to have a honeymoon baby? And those, those were the first. And she was like, uh, like I'm open, but you know that's not like the main thing. Like she's literally trying to be like soft and like welcome because I don't know if me and Joy have mentioned it, but she believes and she has said several times on the show or how they have edited this way that Chris is the man that God has created for her, that her life. She said some, she kept just somewhere that their lives really intertwined for this moment. And this was gonna be like her boas for the saints that listen. She think that this was even before meeting him. This is kind of the tone that she was talking before meeting uh, Chris, her, her now husband. So when we get into the in-law conversation, um, in a nutshell, daddy told her, because they have conversations on the show with just like their in-laws at the wedding. Daddy told her, be seen and not heard. I'm just summing it up how I heard it. <laughs> be seen and not heard. He works hard. He have long days. When he get home, be ready to lay it low and spread it wide. That's basically what daddy told her. That's what he be said. Be ready to give that man a good sense. That's what he said. That's what he said. He was creeps too because he kept talking about her shape. And don't get me wrong. I think that some things are locker room talk. I know guys have them comments. But mm-hmm. we, we don't have to do that on TV. 
you know. We don't. And then we didn't even mention when they got the camera, because then they do this with every couple, they'll kind of get a little snippet of the person who just got married and like their core friends. Paige had a moment with her friends too. We ain't talk about that. We ain't got to talk about it. But it was it was a needed moment. But there was a moment, and I'm sure they don't show all of it. And we do keep in mind that these things are for like ratings and edits. So, you know, what, what sells on media, right? But you see them having a conversation. Chris, a man of God, uh, his pastor was like on the show and like his friends. And, and all the whole conversation went like, man baby she she fine did you see her body like it was a little like they over sexualized this girl so bad that me as a viewer at home i became very uncomfortable he made a comment it was like he lifted up her dress and he got i guess he got he saw like her butt or whatever and he was just like drooling and like nothing about her character nothing that she does like who she is nothing but did you see her body they objectified her in a way that was so disgusting and like I said, well, Daddy said too before she walked down the aisle. All she gotta do is be saved and fine. That's all. That's all her, his his son needed, saved and fine. Baby, and me as baby, a saved woman, baby could have been dumb as a box of rocks. Listen, why was she saved? She need to have a body. She needs to know. It don't matter. She's stupid. Listen, whole way she don't. It, they ain't care about none of that. Job, nothing. Just be and she is not that. She is not any of those things. But you know She's what I'm saying? She's none of those things. Yeah. So I am excited. Uh, since clearly we're going to make this a thing, we're going to go ahead and give our predictions now. And um, we will start at... Vincent and Brianna. Are yeah. they making it? I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to make it. I think that they wanted enough to compromise enough to give enough. I think they're going to make it. Period. I think they're gonna make it. Um, Virginia and Eric. Is this a blue purple eyeshadow? Purple eyeshadow. It ain't, it ain't gonna work for me. I don't okay. think they're gonna make it. That's my business. I don't think they're gonna make it. What you think? I honestly am torn. I'm like right 50 50 with them. So mm -hmm. I'm not yay or nay, yay. Uh, ask me again in two weeks. Okay. <clears throat> um, I Jacob, the 28 and 38. about him but i feel like i know she say she ready to like give what it takes to really be married i don't know if sis is up there yet i'm gonna give them a no but i want it to be a yes facts um i'm gonna give them a yes for now a yes that's teetering mm -hmm. um <clears throat> ryan and clara I would give them a yes. I want them to make it. I really want them to make it. Now, if they don't do what it takes, because I think they're a good match. If they don't do what it takes to make it work, that's on them. But I'm going to give them a yes. I think that they have what it takes. Compromise, the being, learning how to coexist and like adapt to each other's worlds. If they willing to do that work, don't do um, For Claire and Ryan, I'm also going to give them a yes for now. I do think they're going to make it. I do think it's going to be some work. But um, I think they're going to make it. Mm -hmm. oh, the the lovely Christian Page. <laughs> I think it ain't gonna work, but the Lord gonna have a ram in the bush, huh? I believe it there. Um, I don't think they're gonna make it based off of the previews. For those of you that have not seen the show, um, basically in the previews, we're gonna find out that somebody in Chris's life is pregnant. It could be Paige. It could be an ex. Because we didn't even talk about his past relationship. We'll get into that in another episode. But and how he constantly compared her. 
the page whole wedding day. at the wedding day against Down to, Oh, you got a small Yorkie? My, my ex had a small Yorkie. So um, I am giving them a no. Like Chris gonna try to fight another staff member, a cast member. It's gonna be a lot. So I'm giving them a no. It makes me sad to even say that so early on, but I don't think they're gonna make it. So that's our predictions. We're gonna have to come back here at the end of decision day and see. But for the time being, I hope y'all enjoyed this beauty talk singles exchange mashup. Um, we're definitely going to be doing this again because clearly waiting three weeks we should have just did it from week one so we should have you're going to holler at y'all soon like I said follow Singles Exchange on Facebook Instagram and YouTube and whatever your podcast streaming platform is follow Beauty Talk on Facebook and your podcast streaming platforms and um, we'll holler at y'all all right, let us know what y'all think too. Of our Please, let us know. Let us know. Okay.